Hi, this is Regeline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Joy Brown. Joy Brown is a razor sharp prophetess, a keynote motivational speaker, and a member of the Les Brown Unlimited team. She's the author of Stop Cheating Yourself, Seven Steps to a Full Life, Amazon number one international bestseller, and CEO of Joy in the House Ministry. Welcome to the show, Joy. Hi, Gigi. How are you? Fantastic. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? I am from Los Angeles, California. This is my home. And I am so honored for you to have me on your show. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. Now, tell us more about what does it truly mean to be a razor sharp prophetess? Razor sharp is almost the same thing like having a two-edged sword, meaning the word is going to be accurate for one thing, and it's going to cut. And whether it cuts coming in or going out, it's not to cut to, to cause you to bleed, but it's to show the accuracy of the word going in and out. Is what it means. So, and I've been doing, I've been a prophet for many years. Of course, my dad uh, was a pastor and my mom uh, had a church. And that was one of my beginnings of really understanding what a prophet and prophecy is, is in my background. So I'm just like in, in, endorsed. I have been stamped, you know. And that's my title, Prophecies. Thank you. You're welcome. Very powerful. Now tell us more about your company. The company is Joy in the House. I guess people say, where do you get the name from? Joy in the House. Well, Joy in the House Ministry and Foundation was established because some years ago, I had a desire to help women women that were hurting, women that were in relationships that were not conducive to love and they thought it was love. So I would offer women to come into my home until they got back on their feet, you know, whether they needed a job, you know, whether they needed um, just a place to stay, uh, counseling most of all, because that's basically what most women need. They have gifts. They have callings, but when they get stuck in relationships that are not good for them, sometimes they don't have a place to go. So I allow them to come into my place and I nurture them. And of course, when you nurture someone, it's just like the eagle. When he nurtures and the baby eagle begins to get better or get stronger, they don't want to fly out on their own. So my home became the joy of people coming in because what they were receiving. You know, I allow them to, you know, just establish, you know, some came with kids or uh, had a girl that came in with her daughter and I took them in just like they were a part of me. So join house ministry. And of course, you know, first of all, you think about spiritual building, mental building, building, physical building, financial, all these are part of a cycle and some credibility that the ministry does provide for those that are in need. 
So that's where joining hearts came from. And I can say for myself, I've been in need before. That's why I experienced, you know, my son and I, when I was in Dallas, living in Dallas for a week, I couldn't pay the rent, got evicted. You know, I don't know if you've ever been there before when you can't pay the rent, the bills and uh, do. Well, I was there before and I ended up having to live with a couple of friends. So I knew what it was like when you can't meet those needs and you don't have a place to go. You know, shelters are nice, but sometimes uh, going to a shelter is not the best thing for some women because some women don't have, all women don't have mental problems where they just can't survive on their own. Some just need somebody to nurture them and bring them in and help them to get back on their feet. So that's where Joining House came from and the ministry is all about. I love it. Do you assist individuals who survive domestic violence is what you're referring to as well? Domestic violence, you know, I've always wanted to have a domestic violence ministry, but it's not just domestic domestic violence all the time. Actually, to be honest with you, I was uh, not in domestic violence, but I did date someone that was violent because of my upbringing and my intuition. We talk about uh, having godly counsel, counsel in your life. I dated my son's father, which was a violent man. He was very possessive. So I experienced some things in my life with a guy that was violent. But I, one thing I did not do, I didn't experience the violence. I never was, I was hit one time, Gigi. Mm -hmm. I got, and I was still at home and I packed my clothes and I also took all the money out of my account and I went to my brother's house in Texas and I stayed there. But unfortunately, what happened with most domestic violence situations, you're attached to that person. So normally you return back to the violence that you had ran away from until you begin to get stronger and you have the support that you need to take you out of that violent situation. Amen. As a domestic violence survivor, my heart goes out to you. And you raise a great point in regards to the physical violence, but we held the global virtual panel of domestic violence survivors event. And we also raised awareness that it's not just physical, it's also emotional, mental, financial, and then there's PTSD tied to it. So thank you for raising that up. And I appreciate all that you're doing in our community. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Now, Joy, tell us more about your book, Stop Cheating Yourself, Seven Steps to a Full Life, Amazon number one international bestseller. Hold it up. I'll zoom in. <laughs> yes, Stop Cheating Yourself is a magnificent book. Um, it says seven steps to a full life. There's seven steps in this particular book, and I took this out of the book of Isaiah chapter 11, which says in the spirit of the Lord, uh, when it came upon the branch, the Jesse, which was talking about Jesus, he said, rest fell upon him. The spirit rested upon him. When anything rested, it takes over your body. And then it says, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, might. And one thing I did put here, the fear of God. The Bible says, when you have wisdom, or the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So it's almost a complete cycle that if you fear God, and fear God is not talking about being angry, mad at you, 
is off having reverence for him. If you have that and you come to that conclusion, then wisdom will begin to take place in your life. So this book has a great deal to do with your everyday life, whether it's finances, whether it's your family, whether it's your physical body, spiritual. If you can put these seven steps and principles in your life, I like to say, just go step by step. First of all, seek God for wisdom in your life. Now, let me step back a little bit. Rest, beginning of 2019 is when this book was released in October. January 20 is when I had a conference and I was talking what rest meant. Rest meant to succeed, to stop anything that was happening before. It was prophetic. I spoke a word that says nothing that you did in 2019, you're going to be able to bring in 2020. 2020 is going to be a, a whole new different year. And it turned out to be, I didn't say it was going to be a disease, but I did say the universe was going to be on a rest. Prophetically speaking, something that I did not even know what was coming to pass. So the book is not just an everyday one-time book, read it now, leave it down. This is a lifetime book of something that you're going to need for the rest of your life. You gotta have the wisdom of God operating in your life to make the right decisions. You gotta have God's understanding. I, I, I spoke a message says, cracking the code of understanding. Cracking the code of understanding is understanding finances. How do I crack this code to understand how finances work? How do I crack the code of understanding how the physical body works to get my weight under control? How do I crack the code of counsel and I get the right counsel for somebody to make a business work. How do I crack these things open, the knowledge base? I'm not talking about the knowledge on Google. I'm talking about the, the knowledge of God, of knowing what to do because he gives you the basic knowledge that you need to do to accomplish everything in your life. Marriage, how do I, relationship, everything's are in this book to get you into the place that you need to be. Being successful is not just having money. Being successful is knowing that what I have and where my destiny is and my purpose is being fulfilled. Seven steps to a full life. It's complete. It's what you want. Amen. I love it. Now, when you and I spoke, you talk about the next generation a lot and how important it is to raise awareness about having God first in our lives. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that and your vision for the next generation and having God in their lives and prayer? and how important that is. Well, when we speak about the next generation, everything is revolving around a new generation, just like the the, uh, the nation of Israel, those that don't know Joshua. He was the next generation to bring on the next uh, purposes that God had already planned. We're living in not just... Um, a chronicle time. We're living in Kairos time. Kairos has to do with certain events worldwide that a young person is going to need to know about. That's why it's so important for you to teach your children principles, morals, teach them things that's going to help them to be aware of what's coming next. You, we're, we're not in a standstill now. We're in a place where our young people need to know how to handle business. The jobs that we used to have when I was growing up, they're no longer available. You don't want your child to be raised as being uh, 
you know, on a job. It's business now. It's business entrepreneurs now. That's what you want your children to be aware of. How do I make my children's life better than my life? Awareness. Be king in their thinking, wise in thinking. Who to deal with? Friends. You know, mom never let us deal with people. If she felt like it was somebody in our life that was not conducive to her training, we could hang around them. Now you have another generation now that are spearheading for a new or a living. And we have to teach our young people what it means, how to be like successful, and how to know that they're great no matter what somebody says about their color. It has nothing to do with color. It has to do with dominating the field that you're going to be in. The Bible says that he gave us dominion and power. And now we have to teach our children, how do you have dominion and power? Not just in another system, but right now where you are. How do you walk into a place and people know who you are without you even saying a word? That comes from something that you have to be taught. Because our young people don't know that. They think it's, it's caught up in, in, in the rap music, but it's not the rap music. It's in this book. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lifetime situation. And you have to train your kids. The Bible said train up a child and where it should go. And when it goes old, it would not depart. So if you train the children now, it says it takes a village to train a nation. I mean, uh, it takes, a you know, people to train a village. So your aunts, you have to go back to the same principles that we had. You know about it, Gigi, your grandmother, your auntie. You wouldn't be here where you are today except they had trained you the right things and how to go into life. And that's what I'm talking about right now. I love young people. And I love to see them advance. But we have to put the tools in their hands in order for them to be advanced. Not to always the, the mecca, the the, the uh the games that they're looking at, but we have to get our children back into an, uh, a desire and a, to learn, to read, to be educated. That's what we need to go back and get our kids and do so they can be aware of their surroundings and what's really going on. Amen. Now, too often we see a pattern of a major challenge happening in an individual's lives, but then they blame God for what occurred. And they said, Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't believe God allowed this to happen in my life where they're so quick to anger. Talk yeah. to us about that and what those individuals can do to not blame God and understand that he is with us. And yeah. nine times out of 10, he utilizes our pain for purpose. Gigi, guess what? I got a problem. What's that? And sometimes we don't think about this. Like my battery is low. And it's running down. But let me say something about that. Just like your own phones that you have, you have to keep it plugged in in order to keep it charged up. So we got to plug in our young people continuously. Don't take it for granted that they know what they know or they understand what they know. We have to continue to plug into them to make sure that when their time has come, that they'll be prepared and ready to take on the next torch, to run with the next torch, the next the, the, the next 
uh, program, whatever the next agenda, we have to prepare them for these things because they don't know by themselves. Amen. Very powerful. And what would you say to the folks that are ready to begin a relationship with him? What are some steps that they can take? The steps that you can take, first of all, is wisdom. That's the best. That's the first and most step that you need to do. Seek God for wisdom. The Bible said, if you lack it, he said, ask me for it. And he'll give it to you just overflowing with wisdom. And so that's what I want to leave with you first. And then you go back and you buy this book and you get the next steps. Please don't take this for granted. Don't, don't, don't think this is just one of those books that you can read and it not change your life. This will literally change your life and put you on the right pathway. Amen. I love it. Now, Joy, what is your why that keeps you going? I have a son that's 42 right now. I have two grandkids. And that's where my heart is. And then there's so many family members that I really want them to see what it's like to be successful in this life. And then my mother and my father left me with a responsibility that I need to carry on the legacy of our family. That's really my why, a legacy. Amen. Very uplifting. Now tell us, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? I'm sorry, repeat that again. Was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? You know what? I have an experience that I had that when I just didn't know what to do. But Gigi, it's hard when you say, when you have experiences, when you know your training that you have push you in the right setting with the right people. God always gives you favor with people. So in a sense, we have something that we can recall on for any time that you're going through a bad situation, you can always backtrack or you can always trace where you came from. And that's what pulls you to where you're going. When God has given you problems that you have and he always bring you out of them, then you can call on your memories and you can think about, well, how did I get out of this? and it stabilizes you, and it gives you fortitude. It helps you to move on and keep doing, and you start believing. It's not that you didn't believe what the Bible says. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you really only need a little bit to keep you going, to be honest with you. But that little bit turns into a, a huge tree when it's matured. That's what faith is. You can't always see it, but you can hold on to it. And you know when it's most visible? In the dark, in your darkest hours. That's when faith is most visible. In your trials, in your temptation, that's when it becomes most visible. When you think it's not there, but it's there. And then it brings you into the light. And it makes you fall down, prostrate, on your knees, on your face, and say, wow. 
you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me. And you're a God of your word. That's what I do. Amen. And how important is it to listen to him? It's a small, still voice. <laughs> and you only can hear him when you're quiet. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when you're talking too much, you know, you're preventing the, the voice that you need to hear to come through. So you have to get in that quiet place. And that's when you start to hear more. Amen. My place I need to go to, I, that I go to is, is at the beach. I can just visualize it before I get there. I can already get my mind set that I'm getting ready to hear something really valuable, some powerful things that's going to take me to my next step. So that's where I go. I go to the waters. And that's where mm -hmm. I hear God. Yes. Get quiet and listen to him. Very powerful. And now for those that say, I want to build a relationship with him, what is the, what is the best way for them to do so? Just ask him to come in. Just, uh, just, just uh, you know, we, we have uh, in the verse in the Bible says that thou would confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shall be saved. It's just simple words. And you meet it and you believe it. And then he comes in. He's just waiting on you. He's always been there. So it's, it's, it's the same thing for every nation, for every person. It's nothing different. Just the simple words to say, I want you. It's just like asking a person that you're in love with and they don't know it. You got to tell them, I love you. I want to be with you. It's falling in love. That's what you want to do because he already loves you. So you got to say, I want to be with you. I want to be with you in the morning. I want to be with you at night. <laughs> you know, it's a love song. This is Valentine's Day, right? Just tell them, tell them what you want. And that's what he comes in. And you'll find the peace and the joy. There's a passive all understanding. He will keep you and your mind at peace. That's all it is. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Joy, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Laughing a lot. And even when you're crying, find something that you can remember that made you laugh. You know, most people don't know sometimes I have sorrows, but because I, I'll, it's not a cover up, but I'll just come out with a laugh. I'll walk down the street laughing. That's what it is. You got to find something that you like to laugh about. Think about the last person that made you smile or think about something you did that was silly <laughs> and just laugh about it. And that'll get you over that hump. That's what I do. Amen. Laugh a lot. I love it. Yes. Now, tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. Okay, say that again. Tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. You know what? One of the major challenges I had is being, um, I got molested when I was four years old. Four years old. Some people think that a kid wouldn't remember that and if you've been in church you really don't have a lot of counsel and some things that you hold inside I didn't tell my mom about it until I was almost six years old 
and I heard her talking about some cousins that we have. That's why it's so important to know who you have around your kids. And I told her some things that had happened to me. She didn't even know because a kid shuts down. First of all, he doesn't even know. I, I didn't even know what happened. So I my completely, my personality shut down. And when I told her about it, she began to inquire about it, but I never had counseling, you know, and I think you need to have, a child needs to have some type of medical assistance to get through some of the hurdles that you have. Sometimes I don't even talk about it, but I do now. And just recently, just recently, Gigi, I had some counseling about it and I was able to cry about it and get it out of my system. These things go along with you for a lifetime sometimes. The hurt, you know, the trust, it destroys trust in you. You might love somebody, but it destroys the trust for that person that you have living right there with you. So it was hard, but I thank God today I'm set free in Amen. my mind, set free. Amen. My heart goes out to you again because I am a survivor of sexual assault as well. I was sexually assaulted when I was eight. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Yes. I know for the audience that's listening, what is the best advice you would give to them for yes. really getting through those hard times when those memories start coming back? Because as you mentioned, it's you lose trust, but you you have to be able to forgive and move forward. Talk to us about forgiveness. Yes, exactly. Amen. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I, I understand. And you raise a great point. So thank you, you Joy. Are. I appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Where can the audience find you? I can be found on my website at uh, www.jointhehouse.com. And that's J-O-Y-N-T-H-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. I'm on the internet, Facebook, Join the House. Instagram, join the house. <laughs> so those are all my ways of contacting me. Absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Joy at joyinthehouse.com. And Joy, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.